Dead Rat Pizza is intended for an adult audience. Dead Rat Pizza may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. I'm hungry. Me too. Let's make a pizza. Okay. From New York City. Oh my This is Dead Rat Pizza. Who doesn't love pizza? God damn, it's Dead Rat Pizza. Uh, Only I don't, the deadliest rats. I don't have a rap air horn. Well, otherwise I would play it. Maybe I'll add it in post. Imagine in your hearts <laughs> that I'm playing a rap air horn. Uh, we took a month off and we're back with returning uh, podcast champion and Symphogear scholar, uh, mm. Noel. I like that, yes. I don't even know what Simpho Gear is. Originally, I put Simpho Gear Mechanic on your lower third, but I'm like, are they robots? I'm not sure. (laughs) Nah, they're not robots. (laughs) (laughs) They do need, like, they do have, like, engineers, like, working on their, their gears, but yeah, that's less of a mechanical thing and more of just, like, the kooky science magic maybe you could be i forget the name of the show but it was the show where the women were in power armor and they needed to get fucked to uh recharge their power armor maybe you could be that guy (laughs) i (laughs) what was that i forget what it was called oh my god uh yeah what's it called like heart hybrid something i think that was what it was yeah okay Oh, that show is atrocious. I, I literally uh, watched one episode of it. Yeah, I and think then that's forgot all I about do. it. And then I saw like shrimp shrink wrap copies of the manga in like a bookstore once. Yeah. What a what a show. And what a show is Dead Rat Pizza. We decided that what better way to return to Dead Rat Pizza than to do a Baki the Grappler heavy episode. Sorry for everybody that hates anime and only likes cum. Uh, but Baki does come, so he he most certainly does, and it, he gets stronger because of it. It it could come up, so you know, just bear with us. Uh, this was uh, uh, you know what? Before we get into it, Noel, I haven't seen you in probably eight months. How have you been? Oh uh, yeah, I you know been doing pretty good. I started a new job. Oh, and, that's uh, cool been expanding my library of anime blu-rays i just got uh eureka 7 on blu-ray and uh those who hunt elves seasons one and two that's i used to have one of those (laughs) i I gotta what do you so what do you do for work are you still in the same field it's just a different place yeah, it's the same field i'm currently now like in a an assistant resident manager Oh, that's cool. Over the yeah, it's for like a different company, but yeah, uh, pretty much doing the same work. Okay, you're like a like a caretaker, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've been incredibly unemployed, and Oof. the way that it's looking, my industry might not come back this year. Right. So 
I yeah. I recently started a Fiverr out of desperation, and so far no one's clicked on it. Uh, but if that's any- one of those things that like you do odd jobs for people or something, right? Yeah, I told my roommate it's kind of like OnlyFans, except I'm selling my uh, <laughs> my skills instead hey. of my balls. And uh, she's like, I don't know what OnlyFans is. But good for you. Hey, I think. Balls can <laughs> balls can count as a skill. Wait, how does how does somebody not know about OnlyFans at this point? Uh, you know, bless her heart. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, way to go. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if anybody wants, that's to- something I discovered is through this uh, lockdown is OnlyFans. Yeah, and I have to. Yeah, I have to say, like s- some of them, their pricing is is not really competitive well it's all over the place and it really is but like i feel like some people have it down and they understand like what's a solid like monthly rate for mm-hmm. their i guess titty but <laughs> i mean it depends on um it's supply and demand and it, it, it there's mm. you know titty scarcity yeah, you know, yeah. like some, certainly somebody certainly. that has a bunch of nudes online and has several uh, porn videos already is going to have a harder time charging fifty dollars a month versus somebody mm. that only posts normal photos on their Instagram. Um, that's what I've noticed, at least. A lot of like adult okay. film stars have a lower price than say uh, a lewd model that maybe takes their top off behind a paywall. I guess oh, we are man. talking about this on this episode of Baki the Grappler cast. Yes. I hadn't actually thought about it like that. I was thinking about like, why isn't it the other way? Cause I felt like if you have like a more notorious name, Oh, like, like if you have a better resume. I, yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't you charge more? But yeah, that does make sense. It, um, you know, uh, Malin Ward for a while, I think for $15 would compliment your dick pic. Ooh. So some people have uh, have added <laughs> services like that. I don't have any OnlyFans uh, uh, accounts because I I it's the same thing with Audible. I talked about this on the last podcast. Is I don't like paying to pay for stuff. <laughs> I don't have oh, anything yeah. against like subscribing to your Snapchat. But the problem I had with OnlyFans is everybody that I would join, you would have like the five dollars a month, and, and that would just get would you like access the- to the menu. <laughs> Yes, they would be like, all right, so now it's like $20 for this video or 15 for these pictures. Yeah, I would rather just cut to the chase. Can I just give you $20 for the video? Right. Like, I don't, having to unlock the menu is something that I didn't care for, and that's why I've unsubscribed to those things. Um, <laughs> but uh, in theory, this is the anime podcast. We didn't make it very long before talking about titties, though. Yes. So. Good on us. Uh, there are three anime cons happening right now. Oh, I know Anime Expo Light is happening right now. What are the other two? Uh, Funimation Con, and actually the other one doesn't start until tomorrow, Anaplex Online Fest. Mm. So there's okay. three major online anime conventions this weekend. Uh, I haven't nice. had time to watch. Well, I haven't had time. I've been at home all day. Poor, poor you. You're at work, and I'm like, I'm gonna take a nap because I'm sleepy. And I, when you <laughs> told me you were still at work, like I'm such a dick. Nah, that's fine. But, um, yeah. but yeah, all these virtual anime cons, and I have to say, started by the trend of 
anime lockdown. I mean, I don't know if I'd go as far as to say that I'm the reason <laughs> Anime Expo is doing an online convention, but I'm sure somebody was watching. I mean, I I feel like at least uh, you helped get that idea through the door because then people could say, hey, this worked over here. Yeah, I would agree with this, that. This audio boy out in Queens was able to like organize a virtual anime con. Why can't we? Yeah. I, I, I do think that I set a, a nice um, blueprint, but not every online convention heard of anime lockdown. So it's not like I just magically, you know, started a trend or anything. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I watched a little bit of Funimation's uh, convention. And one thing that I really liked about theirs is very similar to the style that I did is they had a MC in between panels talking to the crowd and saying like, hey, that was a really cool panel. Wasn't that a cool panel? Hey, uh, who's our sponsor? Uh, this time it's DoorDash. Now, we weren't sponsored by DoorDash. But to at least add that kind of a human element instead of just doing panel after panel after panel, I think really sets it apart. And so far, I've only seen them and Anime Lockdown do that. Mm, now, yeah. I haven't seen every single convention. Um and they also had a moderator for their guest panels, which are all of the panels, uh, <laughs> which was another thing that I uh, made sure to do is I would read the the questions to the guests so they didn't have to sit and sift through the chat. So it was it was cool. I only watched the uh, there was a mask making panel from a cosplayer and then I had to okay. go grocery shopping. And then I watched <laughs> Baki for the rest of the day. Nice. Um one thing that was interesting is that Funimation broke their rule about no longer licensing uh, Higurashi anime and licensed a Higurashi anime. Was that a rule they had? Yeah, back in 2011, uh, when they got When They Cry from, I think it was Genion, it sold so poorly that they publicly said, we are done licensing shows in this vein. So it didn't just mean Higurashi, it meant anything like Higurashi. <laughs> and and that's because wasn't Higurashi like a big thing at that time? It was at the time, but apparently nobody bought it, probably because... Because well, they had already watched it? Yeah, well, they'd already watched it, but you got to think, like, I think Higurashi was one of those where it, like, got three discs out and the fourth one never came out. And mm. I imagine a collector is like, oh, it doesn't match. <laughs> Maybe I'll just get rid of the three that I have. Uh, they also, shortly after that, announced Shiki, or Shiki, which, if you just read the descriptions of both of those shows, they're the same show. If you actually watch yeah, them, they're not, but... Yeah, it's isn't like, that the vampire show or something? Yeah, but they're both, like, mysterious happenings, people dying in a small town. And I was like, really? Like, you're not really sticking to your own message of not licensing shows that are similar to this. It doesn't matter. It doesn't hurt me. But I thought it was when I woke up to Funimation announcing they got streaming rights to Higarashi. I was like, fucking A. <laughs> they also said that about sports anime. I don't know if they've broken that rule, but they uh, got. What was it called? Major? I think it was some baseball hmm. anime that they got, you know, 10 years ago that did very poorly. And they're like, we're fucking done with sports anime. <laughs> well, yeah, I could see sports anime being a, a problem just because like sports anime as a thing has never been like huge in, in Western anime circles. And then there's the fact that like 
they're a huge deal in Japan, so I'm sure acquiring the rights for them is a grip. Oh, yeah, they, they cost a lot? Yeah, and yeah. then there's not a big return on investment for that. No, I can't imagine. Uh, mm. it, and well, and they, they never... Although, didn't they... Uh, they got Keijo. I was going to say, they did get sports anime. Yeah. I mean... That was also a, a, a an ass show, <laughs> which is in their wheelhouse. You know what that that really is because, like, I feel like that's where Funimation is really putting the brunt of their money towards tits and ass. Yeah, yeah, I feel like so many Funimation shows that they heavily advertise are just that, or if they aren't, they will try to make it that. Yeah, <laughs> they'll just Photoshop tits on Yujiro Honda. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. What oh, what an atroc- atrocious image I've just conjured up in my head. Um, or I, like, if a show has like one shot of titties or ass, they'll be like, "Yeah, this is the thing we're gonna throw in the sizzle reel." Oh yeah, well, like the squash. <laughs> I don't know if they ever got the squash. Somebody got the squash, but like. That's a, Everyone should have the squash. That's a yes. Seat. That's a show where giant robots play street basketball. But there's definitely a shot in episode one where, for like eleven seconds, and I know this because I timed it. Uh, it's just a close up of a woman's cleavage as she walks. It might be nine seconds. I wrote a review on that when it came out, and everybody said I was crazy. They're like, "Kon's the best show." I'm like, "You haven't seen the squash, you asshole." I got into a public fight with somebody and then wrote an article about how that guy was stupid, which, in retrospect, was a little cringy of me. Oh, man. But the point stands that the squash is better than K-On. Yeah, fantastic. I remember hearing that they, like, did a re-edit of K-On, where, I mean, not K-On, the squash, where it was, where they recut it so it was more about robots playing basketball and there were less, like, direct shots of titty. That's a shame. I, I do remember them saying Because they were just that. like, hey, why don't, since this didn't get too many views as the show that was, let's just, like, re-edit this as a children's show and see if we can make some money back. I didn't know that it was a re-edit. I do remember them saying that they were going to revisit it. I thought they were going to make another one. I don't think that ever happened. Yeah, nah. Um, Which that, is a shame. I don't remember that director's name, but that's one of my favorite directors. They, <laughs> I know, this is this is terrible. No, but they also did Bento. Oh, yes. Oh, which Bento is was- sick. And uh, it was wow. it was one so of the this animators. Director, a thousand. It was one of the animators the from uh, Gurren Lagann, and that's why the squash has such a Gurren Lagann feel in the beginning. Mm. Is I'm I'm almost certain it's like they're trying to be like, no, we're gonna be the next Gurren Lagann. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. <laughs> but in the first half of that show, they teased that they were gonna play basketball against God, and then it didn't happen. <laughs> Yes, I think they might have also done TQ. I don't remember. Was that a show? Did I just make that up? Uh, I know the director of TQ went on to work on that Berserk anime. I'm gonna look, and that was actually yeah, that was actually something I learned today from listening to the Anime World Order podcast. Is apparently holy shit. The squash was created by Shoji Kawamori. 
What? <laughs> Yo, great. Not directed by Shoji Kawamori, but oh, it was uh, made in Japan. Has it now? Not Funimation. Oh, okay. So let me see. If I go to the Anime News Network page of the Squash, I can find the director and find out how wrong I was. Uh, oh, there's two. Shin Itagaki is the main one. Okay, that's the guy who went on to do TQ and then did uh, the Berserk anime. Okay, so I, I, I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, also did Wake Up Girls, uh, at hmm. least one of them. And yeah, a lot of TQ. I've never seen TQ, but I've heard that it's excellent. I've watched, I've like had a friend sit me down and watch like batches of TQ at times. It is very funny. And it's also, it goes very fast. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it feels like you're watching a a gag anime at like 1.5 speed. Oh God. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they did a lot of, uh, they worked on um, Dead Leaves, they worked mm. on the Gurren Logan Parallel Works, Gunbuster versus Die Buster. Oh, man, Desert Punk. <laughs> oh, they were the assistant director on Desert Punk. Ooh, that's how you know it's good. <laughs> that's that's probably, yeah, That's probably explains the size of the uh, uh, woman protagonist breast in that show. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so we're here to talk about Grappler Baki. Yeah. Uh, the it's weird to say that the latest season just wrapped up because that's kind of not true. It this the whole binge drop thing. It doesn't work for me, and that's why it took me so long to watch this season because they're like, we're just gonna drop it all at once, and that's that's overwhelming for me. The last season they did one uh, every week, and I watched it as it went. Which, they did? Yeah. I, I thought with the last season they dropped it. In in America they did. Oh, okay. But in Oh yeah, I forgot you had been watching <laughs> I was watching the Ross because I'm a lunatic. <laughs> um but I think this time it was a simultaneous release. We had like a oh, six really? month gap before we got it the first time. Hmm. Uh, and then another gap to get the second half of the season. Whereas this time I think it all dropped at once and then the dub had a delay because of COVID. Right, yeah. Which, I did notice that. The dub is out now. I watched the second half of this season. Oh, dub. the dub's out now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, hmm. I, I wanted to at least check it out, and I also wanted to be able to be on Twitter while I watched it. Okay. Um, but uh, Grappler Baki has had a long history in my podcasting life. Uh, I think as, as early as probably like the fifth or sixth episode of any podcast I've ever done, period. Because I had this, like, anime demo disc, and it came with an episode of Grappler Baki, the the Funimation series on it. And then I bought this box set, uh, which was like the swan song of that license. Uh, that, that original show was, I think, 48 episodes. Did you ever, have you seen the original series? I honestly have never seen it. Also- and now I'm I'm kind of compelled to see it mainly because of the opening for this for this uh, grappler baki. Oh man, I have an idea. Then uh, of the many many failed attempts of me to marathon baki through podcasts, I thought it might be fun to do a baki rewatch. Ooh, where I don't know how we would do it. Probably two 
either two or four episodes chunks and then do a podcast on those. Uh, but uh, it's it's weird because that that show kind of it's out of order in in a way. Like it tells a majority of that original manga. I haven't read the entire original manga because at the time when I was like Baki super fan, it wasn't you couldn't just read it. (laughs) There weren't scans of it. (laughs) Like it would. Oh, but you know what I have seen? I saw like this old Baki OVA. Yeah. Where he fights it's like a, the dude who like cuts tendons or something. I'm looking to see if I can find it. I have that. Uh, yeah, that's Baki versus the cord cutter. Uh, yeah. I think that might be. And I remember being thrown off because I felt like that Baki looks very different from the Baki in that Funimation show and the Baki that is in this Netflix show. Yeah, it kind of goes all over the place. And that's one of the problems. <laughs> the Baki Funimation show is bad. <laughs> there's really nothing. There's no skirting around that. There's no euphemisms. The Baki the Grappler 2003 anime series is bad, and that's why I fell in love with it so much. Uh, like The dub is goofy and cartoony. Uh, the character designs are always off-model. <laughs> Um, sometimes they just don't animate. And also the release that Funimation did is double letterboxed for some bizarre reason. Uh, cause Baki, well, this was before, uh, HD TVs were common and Baki was done with the black letterboxing to make it widescreen. But then they added side letterboxes to make it fit on four, three TVs. Or something ridiculous. So if you watch the original Baki the Grappler, it looks like you're watching it in like a picture frame. <laughs> what? It's it's uh something else. Um and also, didn't they uh, replace like the the opening at least for the first season? They did. They put Deer in Gray. <laughs> Because the original Baki theme song is like, and they change it to this, like, yeah, they change it to like probably one of the worst scream songs I've ever heard in my life. Because they were trying so hard to market this to MMA fans and like boxing fans, and it did not work. Right. Um, and that can be seen in their advertisements. I'm going to see if I can find this. Uh, this is a long shot because it's no longer up as a Funimation trailer. Baki the Grappler trailer. I might be able to find it pretty quick, though, because somebody did repost it. I think it's this. I'm going to switch over to our... I have a new... Not that anybody's watching this, but I have a new screen sharing layout. Meet. Oh, this is it. Perfect. So, uh, Aki Hanma. He's your average teen. He likes going to class and enjoys hanging out with his friends. But the only thing Baki Hanma likes more than short shorts is kicking butt. There's no false takes, no false drama, no false motivation. 
Fuck the Grappler Season 1 box set available now. Fuck the Grappler! Which, the only thing Baki likes more than short shorts. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's uh, that's Grappler Baki. Um, and I think the original theme song, uh, Grappler Baki theme song. Let's see if I can find the original. It's not because the the song that we heard in the background of that trailer is the. Yeah, that's is the, the theme song Funimation song. changed it to. <laughs> yeah. I think this... Is this it? No, it is not. <laughs> it is most decidedly not. Maybe it's this one. Nope. <laughs> they don't have these labeled. Uh, the Yujiro's theme song, Kabuki Town. Kabuki Town. Uh, here we go. This one's labeled as opening one. I'm on a playlist. Oh, yeah. yeah it starts that's off in Japanese. It says, if someone is born male, at least once in his life, he'll dream of becoming the strongest man alive. <laughs> Which is an insane thing. Yes. Grappler, the martial artist who aims to become the strongest in the world. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm not surprised that they changed that song. Um... There is a movie that I still haven't seen because it never got English subtitles. It's called Toki the Graffreeder. What? And it's about a guy that's obsessed with Grappler Boggy and dresses like him, but he's a freelancer. Nice. And I think he's like a freelance fighter. Oh, that's great. Um, I wonder if I can find the new Baki theme song because when they, oh yeah, it's called Beastful. Yeah, this song is so baller. Yeah, and like that opening, that makes me want to go back and watch this Baki, this old Funimation Baki, just because of these shots of like, like it, dope. It's not that good. And <laughs> don't don't get your hopes up. Oh, uh. but like, yeah, they brought the pain with this. Yeah, like we fucked up back then. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. It's just, like, unbelievably metal. And that's, like, the Japanese band thing, is they always, like, we're going to come in so hard, and the rest of it's going to be a pop song. But (laughs) the Berserk theme is the same way. It opens up, like, (laughs) and then it's just, like, normal power chords and singing, like, a normal song for the rest of it. Um... I learned only the sweep arpeggio of Beastful because that's the kind of person I am. I can't play it that fast, but I know how I know the notes. Ooh. Uh so yeah, the original Grappler Baki is goofy as fuck. It starts with Baki as a 13-year-old, which I think happens around like chapter 80 in the manga. Really? Yeah, they jump around a lot. I don't think any content really gets cut. Like, there's, you know, some of him goofing off in school gets cut out. Mm. Uh, but it does end with the um, same tournament that the first season ends in. So, at a certain point, it does tell the story in, in the proper order. It just, I think they... 
I don't know. I think they wanted to introduce us to Baki as a kid because they thought that that would be more interesting to show his story chronologically instead of, you know, starting the way they did and flashing back. I don't know. The, the anime was made by a record label from somebody named like Dynamite Tommy. So. <laughs> okay. I kept seeing that name come up and I was like, it doesn't. Dynamite Tommy. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And I think the reason it took so long for the show to come back is I think they still had the license. And they're mm-hmm. just like, we don't want to make more Baki because that was so expensive and nobody watched it. But And, and it's weird because season two of this new series, or season four uh, proper, ends the same way where they finish the story up and then just have a random episode about a side character. Um, oh, like, yeah. That's like just like they... a classic Baki staple. <laughs> 48 yeah, has like to when... be about nothing. <laughs> right, like when they ended this and it just ended up being an episode about, uh, like, Biscuit. Uh, that was... Well, the the episode, the original series did end with with some biscuit, but the this new season ended with like checking in on the prisoners. Right, right. I don't remember how season uh, three ended, but did you? Oh, speaking of which, this recent season it shows like biscuit in that pose from that pocket figure. You oh had. yeah, oh yes. yeah. I was so excited when I found out they were animating that. Uh, I noticed that they keep his wife out of it in this series. His, really? his wife is... Have you ever seen Gilbert Grape? No. Uh, Gilbert Grape, uh, neither have I, but I've seen the part where their mom is so large that she can't leave her bed, and then they set the house on fire. <laughs> um, I think she dies in that movie. They don't just set the house on fire with her in it. But uh, Biscuit Oliva's uh, wife is bedridden because she is so obese. And one of his feats of strength in the manga is that he lifts her up with one hand, including the bed. (laughs) It's fucking outrageous. Great. He might spin her like a basketball. I can't remember. It's been probably 10 years since I've read the manga. But it would not surprise me. Uh, so did you, did you watch season three or did you only watch the most recent season? Oh no, I had watched like all the, all the Netflix Baki. Okay. Cause I figured we could go in order. I'm going to skip over original Baki because you haven't seen it. Hmm. Uh, but I, I bet you can guess what the show's about. Uh, yeah, it's about Baki Hanma. Who's a, a fresh faced teenager who's trained to become the strongest man in the world and surpasses father Yujiro. And this is, this is like an inference I've made just from clips of the original Baki I watched, but is it because Yujiro killed his mother? I mean, that's part of it. They do, they do flash back a lot in season three to season one, two. Um, but yes, that is part of it. That's the end of season one. Uh, so spoilers, his mom okay. dies at the end of season one. But if you watch the most recent Baki, you already know that she's dead. Hmm. Uh, she plays a fairly, I wouldn't say pivotal role, but she's in a lot of that season because she is the one that funds his training. 
Hmm. Um, she uh, got him all the best trainers that Japan could get and, you know, flying people from all over and, you know, funding his weird uh, journeys into the mountains to go fight monkeys. Um, <laughs> I'm not making that up. Uh, and, but uh, Oh, yeah. You use a clip from that in like one of your old. Oh, yeah. He, uh, podcast intros. The first, I need you to trust me, Ando. The first four episodes, Baki fights a giant demon monkey gorilla monster. It's it's some of the best four episodes of anime ever. In fact, you could just <laughs> skip episode one and jump right into that. It's it's so powerful. Uh, but yeah, season uh, season three is a, it's a direct sequel uh, from the previous season. And it follows the manga really closely. I, I read through at least the first handful of chapters as I was watching the um, the prisoner arc, which is it's good and bad. Like part of it is like, oh, it's really great that that Grappler Baki finally got a fair shake, and they gave it the 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 love and care that it deserved, and they got music that's appropriate, not this weird like chill beat dance music. Uh, but it also not, it's not like, lo-fi hip hop to fight to. Yeah, but the other part of me was like, I kind of liked how bad Grappler Baki was, and seeing it <laughs> being done like a good anime is weird, <laughs> and I'm not quite there yet with it. Which is the other reason it took me a while to finish this one because it's like, ah, if they're gonna make this good, I don't know if I want to be here. <laughs> You think they're gonna? Be, you think in the future, if there's possibly like a better version of like this 2016 Berserk, there are gonna be guys like you who like grew up on that bad Berserk who are gonna look at it and be like, Ugh, they're actually doing Berserk well. Gross. <laughs> probably not. Well, I'm like the guy that's like they made uh they made Demon Souls look too good. There's- <laughs> There's too much color in Diablo 3. Do you remember when people were complaining that Diablo looked too good? It was called Rainbow not, Gate. There's also an anime called not, Rainbow Gate. But then Gate. again, I don't... <laughs> yes, we are Rainbow Gate. <laughs> but then again, I don't really like follow too many people who played Diablo. Real Rainbow Gate is like if Yu-Gi-Oh had titties. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if Kaiji had titties. But then every episode, instead of sending someone to the Shadow Realm, she gets a new cosplay. I'm pretty nice. sure that's what Real Rainbow Gate is. I do choose. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to make a list of anime that you name dropped today, and I'm going to go back and watch oh, them. No. Like that, like Hybrid Heart and Real Rainbow Gate. Oh, God. If we're going to watch, if you're going to watch Real Rainbow Gate and Hybrid Heart, then we need to do this together. Yes. I'm not against having an anime spinoff of Dead Rat Pizza where we just watch terrible anime. It'd be like oh, the man. reverse of the podcast because originally the podcast was like, it's an anime podcast with the silly spinoff. And if it turns into the silly podcast <laughs> with the anime spinoff, we'd come full circle. Fantastic. Yeah, it would be <laughs> it would be the anime equivalent of Whiskey Thursday. Oh, my God. Jesus. Um so uh, I don't even know where we're, where we are anymore. So the the season three of Greg Grippler Borky, uh, yes. it, 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 
it took 17 years for this to get made. And I don't know what there must have just been some insane Netflix employee that's like, yo, you ever hear this podcast fight bait? He's really into this show called Baki and I watched it and it's awesome. Can we spend millions of dollars making another series? That is my theory with Netflix is they Do you have, think they were listening they have to, to have like No, that they have to have like one dude who's just like really into like hardcore like niche anime like even anime that's niche for like anime fans because i'm like how else would they be like yeah we're gonna fund adoro hidoro anime <laughs> i don't know but they, yeah they made they made grappler baki out of nowhere and uh people seem to dig it that uh that season is what is it five prisoners break out of prison at the same time to come to Japan to the most deadly prisoners. Yes. And they all do it so they can go to Japan to beat up a high school boy. Yes. They don't know why. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was like, like they didn't even hear about the maximum tournament or anything like that. It was just that something instinctively told them like, go to Japan. Yes. I think that's what it was because they were all in solitary confinement. It's not like they had Twitter, <laughs> you know? And like when this manga came out, I, well, they one, didn't have Twitter back Twitter then. Twitter <laughs> didn't exist, but also like, I don't think we had smartphones yet. Uh, we certainly didn't have the internet the way we know it now. I'm going to go to the Wikipedia to see if I can find out what year that came out. I bet it was like 93. Probably. Manga. So that's New Grappler Baki. That came out 99 to 2005. So we had MySpace. <laughs> you think they heard about it on MySpace? Yeah, I think maybe they were on MySpace. Uh, and then the original, the original Grappler Baki was 91 to 99. It's so crazy to me that it took this long for a manga series with like over 150 volumes to uh get an anime series that people paid attention to but i guess it also happened with jojo's right yeah i don't know what the deal with jojo's taking so long was i'm not really a jojo's guy i probably should be i like what i've seen i just haven't watched (laughs) it i mean the there have been attempts before like there was that ova series and then there was the movie that allegedly araki just completely hated and that's why you can't find it anywhere oh was that it's called like blood diamonds or something it was like based on the the first manga series yeah it's called uh phantom blood phantom and yeah blood. it came out it came out in 2009 it came out in theaters and apparently it it just did not do well and araki did not like it at all so it it premiered in theaters and then that was it and you really can't find it on any sort of home video now. I was wondering why no one ever talked about that movie. Yeah. I've only read, I've read part one and two of the manga and my stupid ass, because I was, I was doing like regular manga podcasts at the time. And so I did one on those first two parts and I was like, I'm going to take a break and then we'll come back and do part three. And then I never came back and did part three. (laughs) And then I just forgot about Jojo's. Uh, but 
Grappler Baki, sim- similar thing. Very popular manga. I'm not saying it's as popular as JoJo's, but but two very long-running manga series that had been mostly ignored by mainstream anime fandom uh, for, for a long time. And so it, it was very vindicating when after like, you know, 15 years of screaming at the top of my lungs, watch Grappler Baki, everybody else is like, hey, you heard of the show Grappler Baki? It's kind of cool. You know, I felt like a mom that was trying to get a park renamed after her kid, you know, for her entire life. And then, I don't know, like City Hall just on its own decided to name the park after uh, somebody that had the same name as my kid. It accomplished the same thing, but... You know, it doesn't feel the same. Yeah, let's all go to Baki <laughs> Municipal Park. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, the, that that first season that it came back with is probably one of the best arcs in the manga. Really? That That's my opinion. The, the mm. greatest prisoners or whatever strongest badasses arc. <laughs> the most hell of a tough dudes. The most hell of a tough dudes is one of the best arcs in the entire series. Uh, you know, the the Chinese tournament arc is all right. I enjoyed watching it more uh, in anime form than I think I did reading it. Mm. And then there's like, there's an arc where he fights the uh, a clone of Musashi. Really? <laughs> the, the samurai. <laughs> nice. There was something I wanted to ask you. So, like, at this point in the Baki manga, is it, like, a thing that Baki ends a lot of his fights, like, really quickly? Um, That starts to happen in this second season. Or, like, around this time. Yeah, because I noticed a lot. Baki doesn't have a whole lot of fights in these, like, Netflix episodes. But the fights that he does have seem to end, like, real quick. Yeah, like three, two to three hits, and he's done. That becomes a point in Baki Do, which is the most recent uh, one to finish. Which that's when Musashi comes to play. I need to read mm. Baki Do. I need to. What I need to do is I need to go through and reread all of this Grappler Baki stuff, uh, which would be great if we gonna if we're gonna do a Baki rewatch slash Baki virginity, because um, then I could give context with the manga. Um. Baki Do starts off with Baki so fucking bored that he wins every fight in two seconds that he wants to give up on fighting. And uh, then I don't remember what happens next because I think <laughs> I think I was reading as as it was coming out and like the scans weren't very reliable. But uh, I think it was Tokugawa <laughs> who was like, "Check this out, Baki. I found." I found uh what is his name? Is it is it Gendo Musashi? I, I don't remember the samurai. Miyamoto Musashi. Miyamoto Musashi. He's like, I found some of Miyamoto Musashi's cum and I've reconstructed a clone and I'm gonna bring him to life and he's gonna fight you. He didn't he didn't find his cum. <laughs> you, oh dang. <laughs> that was an offered though. <laughs> I was like, the you cause- knew it. You knew there was going to be some talk in the Baki podcast. The Kazuo Koike manga offered has them trying to resurrect Gilgamesh through, or maybe it was Genghis Khan through his cum that was stored in like an antelope horn. Nice. Uh, 
I, I think um, I stopped reading before they brought him to life. Uh, in the next, I'll give you a teaser of what comes next if they keep making this. Baki's going to fight a mm. giant praying mantis mm. in his mind. What? That's going to be a whole episode. <laughs> I fucking guarantee you, Baki's Son of Ogre is the next series after uh, New Grappler Baki, which th- they've completed the entirety of New Grappler Baki. Because it starts mm. with the, the prisoner arc and then it goes to the uh, Chinese tournament, which I don't know what it's called. The Raitai tournament? The Raitai tournament. Um, so Baki Son of Ogre starts out with Baki shadow boxing a human-sized praying mantis for like two volumes of manga. It's Yo. so unreal that they made... So the, the Biscuit Oliva figure I have is yeah. from the same... That's a Baki Son of Ogre figure. Hmm. And that is... There is also a giant praying mantis anime figure in that series. No. Yes. What? Yeah. Oh. Of all the things to make a figure of. Oh, yeah. Let me see if I can. I have the figure right over here. I'm going to grab it. Uh, Tone yes. Dog has joined the chat. So we finally have a viewer. Ooh, fantastic. <laughs> I don't know if. Oh, it doesn't have pictures of the other figures on here. So this is a figure arts. I don't know if you're looking at the camera, but I've got my (laughs) Biscuit Oliva figure. I thought it was Olivia for the longest time. It's not Olivia? No, it's it's Oliva. Oliva. Um, I don't know if he's based off somebody. Because a lot of Grappler Baki does that, where they're like based off other characters. Other characters, other people. But if you look up that figure series... One of them is the praying mantis. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. I feel like Kisuke Itagaki has just been trolling people for like 30 years. There's no other explanation <laughs> for how people stand in Grappler Baki. Yeah. Like all the bizarre poses you see, that's not bad animators like not knowing how people stand. That's how it looks in the manga. Uh. Like... It's to the point where they might have just been tracing. That's that's how accurate this season is to the manga. It's ridiculous. Are you aware that Itagaki's daughter also writes manga? Oh my god. Yeah. What does she do? Do you know about Beastars? No. Yes. Yeah, that's her. Oh no. <laughs> Maybe that's how this got made. She's like, look, if you want my shit, you gotta give my dad a show. <laughs> Holy shit. Now that makes me want to read Beastars. Yeah, like like honestly, like I watched Beastars and then I went straight to Baki and they hit me. I was like, oh snap, yeah. Holy shit. Paru Itagaki. What else has she done? Oh my god. You're like opening up a whole world of pain for me. <laughs> Oh, this seems to be most of what she's done. She she has one called Peruno Graffiti, probably Porno Graffiti. Uh, and then White Beard and the Boyne. <laughs> what? <laughs> and Manga Noodles. Wow. This show did really well, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people have been talking about Beastars. One of my good friends cosplays as a bunny from this show. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Well, now I now I have to read that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, well, and and Kisuke Itagaki has done other stuff. He's just not been well known for it, um, right? Because he did Garuden. That's pretty much it. <laughs> um, it looks like he designed a costume for Tekken once. There was a Garuden oh, really? video game. I did not know he designed the costume for Tekken. Yeah. Like, for who exactly? It says Bruce Irvin's extra costume design in Tekken 5. I have no idea who Bruce Irvin is. Neither do I. I don't know a lot about Tekken. I used to date a woman that was obsessed with Tekken, which was really kind of weird. Whoa. Because I don't like, uh, I want to make this clear. I don't think there's any. You don't any... want to be, you don't want to be a big gamer right now. Well, I don't want to, I don't want a fake gamer girl her. Cause that's not what was like. That's ridiculous. Um, but she really only played Tekken. <laughs> <laughs> Like, she was gaming adjacent, you know, like, she liked video games, but it was mostly about Tekken. Okay. And it's, like, what a weird game to specifically be, like, like the your uh, end-all, be-all. Because I don't remember Tekken being good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember Tekken being good. <laughs> I, I remember, was that the one that had Lizard Man in it? Where he uh, or was that Soul Caliber? That was Soul Caliber. Soul Caliber had the Lizard Man. Tekken had the bear and the kangaroo, and at one point a dinosaur. <laughs> Did yes. it also have a robot or like a? Oh, it's had several robots. Thank God. <laughs> yes. Tekken is so crazy. I know mostly about Tekken. Maybe this is why Itagaki got involved because the what's his name like Hihachi? Isn't he just Yujiro Hanma? Oh my god! Wow, maybe because <laughs> <laughs> he keeps like throwing his son into like volcanoes and at tigers. <laughs> He's like, look, I mean, come back to I me mean, when you're stronger. I mean, did Hihachi ever like materialize in his in a? Kazuya's room and be like, hey, son, if you want to get stronger, you got to start clapping some cheeks. Oh, my God. We don't know <laughs> that he didn't. Well, what's so? I'm glad that you bring this up. Oh, okay. Yeah. That is one of my favorite moments of the first uh, Netflix season of, of Grappler Baki. Is so <laughs> Baki has a girlfriend. She's there in. Uh, the the Funimation one, the 2003 series. <laughs> but they don't really, you know, they don't really start to get intimate until New Grappler Baki, which is what the newer season is based on. And um, they spend an entire episode fucking <laughs> in this anime. And it's, I didn't think that they were going to draw it as graphically as they did. And thank God that they did, because it was one of the funniest things <laughs> They had to release that in another manga anthology when it came out because it was too graphic for the anthology that Grappler Baki was running in. So for like a month, if you wanted to read Baki, you had to read another magazine. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, Yujiro comes in and he's like, good job sticking it in, son. (laughs) Hey, you woman, make my son come more so he can be stronger. (laughs) 
And because it's Grappler Baki, when he goes to fight his next opponent after losing his virginity, his opponent is like, ah, I can tell you've gotten your dick wet. This is going to be an interesting fight. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Wasn't that also the poison hand dude who, like, poisoned him? Yeah, the poison hand dude who almost killed Baki. But because it's Baki, the answer to fighting the poison inside of him was fight more. Let's fight another poison hand guy. <laughs> like, I, I was talking about this in our secret Discord server, that Grappler Baki's the kind of show that if, like, COVID existed in the universe, Baki would not only get it, but he would cure it by punching the virus and drinking a two-liter of, like, flat cola. <laughs> yeah. You know, because that's essentially how he fucking got rid of the poison. Yes, like, he... Fought a poison dude, and then didn't his girlfriend like cry into his mouth? She cried into his mouth, and then he drank like sixteen liters of sugar water, and he was fine. Yes. What? I don't know if I'm just getting too old for this shit because, like, I was watching, I was watching the second half of the of the season today, and I'm like, uh, I'm paying more attention to Twitter. Meanwhile. Muhammad Ali Jr. spends the entire second 13 episodes of the series being a fuckboy and getting his ass beat. Yes, just demolished. Like, and what's so funny about these characters, they're like, uh, I see that you're too afraid to fight me. And he's like, I can't walk right now. All of my hands are broken. And they're like, that sounds like excuses. Yeah, over here. <laughs> I'm on a stretcher right now. It's like, psh, come on, man. Yeah. What you what you expect to not be in a stretcher for every fight you're in? Oh my god. Well, and when he goes to fight uh Jack Hanma or Jack Hammer, whatever his name is. <laughs> I accidentally spoiled a big secret there. My bad. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's like, Baki's brother. Yeah. Um, I, I think they say that at some point. They, in I here. think they do in the show. That was yeah. the big reveal in uh, season one and two, or season two, because he, he, he's like, oh my God, this incredible guy named Jackhammer. He's so <laughs> scary, and he does... St so that guy, his backstory is that he did a bunch of steroids and got uh, leg long surgery, leg longer <laughs> surgery. Yes, he got... He got <laughs> He got bone. He got surgery to make his bones longer. <laughs> I do, do, oh, do they talk about that in the season? <laughs> yes, they do. Oh my god! He ate the kite liberator curry to make his bones. <laughs> oh my stronger. god! The kite liberator curry. <laughs> um, yeah, that. Oh, that fucking show. Um, yeah, and then you find out at the end of the because he's the final boss in the maximum tournament, and he's like. You ever wonder why they call me Jack Hammer? It's because my last name is Hanma, bitch. I'm your brother. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, we know what Baki does to him. Yeah. Well, yeah, because of, <laughs> because of the opening, he puts him in a guillotine choke so hard that his teeth explode. <laughs> <laughs> He gets his teeth figured out, though, because I think it was like episode, I don't know, the, in the second half. It was like halfway through the second half of this season. Fucking Muhammad Ali Jr., he's on this journey to beat Baki, and so he does it by getting his ass kicked by every one of Baki's friends. 
And he goes to fight Jack, and Jack's like in some five star restaurant eating like eight steaks. Yes. He's like, Are you Jack Hanma? And he's like, Give me a minute. <laughs> he needs vitamins for all those like giant bones he has now. Right. Well, and he's like, I heard you use steroids. He's like, You got a fucking problem with that? <laughs> I'm about to beat the shit out of you. I. It's so shocking to me that people don't die more often in this show. Because, like, the amount of smushing... Well, like, not only did he step on his face, like, the six or seven times... Smushing. Well, just, like, the number of face... Mo- like, I've played The Last of Us now. I know that you only have to punch a bandit three times and then smush his face and then he dies. <laughs> That's not the same rule in the Grappler Baki universe. No, uh, you you need you need quite a few more face smushes before you're out forever. Well, and I also know that if you punch Muhammad Ali Jr. hard enough, his tongue will cut in half. I assume uh, that was, that's because he chewed on it. That was actually really gross. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was disgusting. Of all the Baki stuff I've seen from this Netflix show, that actually made me go, ugh. And that's also like in the first season where a guy's face got blown off. Oh yeah, and then he just got up. I I'll, I'm gonna put that right up to when. God, what is his name? It's the big like American lumberjack guy. Oh, Dorian. Dorian, right up next to when Dorian vomits out a grenade. <laughs> that's the oh, other geez. most disgusting thing. <laughs> I that's what I love so much about the prisoner arc is that like sh- crazy shit like that doesn't happen again <laughs> where people oh, are like really? throwing up grenades and like sewing knives into their skin um, or like people intentionally bursting their eardrums by slapping themselves really hard <laughs> Oof. Jeez. Um, Hanayama doesn't feature very prominently in this season. I don't think he was there at all. Yeah, nah. It's just like he just gets a quick cameo because Retsu talks about him. Yeah, well, he's in the last second to last episode. Maybe that's when Retsu talks about him. I can't remember. Oh, no, no, no. It's when Retsu like fights a dude whose whole thing is like I got strong grip and then oh, he's yeah. just like yeah you ain't got strong grip <laughs> and then he just like kicks him in the head because he's like I know a dude in Japan who could like pinch part of a phone book off oh yeah well and I, I there's also I feel like there's some gripping during the Oliva Biscuit fight where I, I love that Grappler Baki has the balls to do an entire episode of anime where two guys fight with their hands in their pockets. Yes. And in the manga, that must have been because because that was one anime episode. I bet you that was like 15 chapters. <laughs> and then they bring it back at the end of the season. <laughs> oh, man. It's such a ridiculous show. Yeah. Now, going back to... Uh... Muhammad Ali Jr. for a second. Uh, that's something I wanted to bring up because watching this got me curious. I'm like, what's the actual Muhammad Ali Jr. like? So oh, I God. did a Google search. He's and it, probably a paleontologist. 
it presented a lot of just like crazy headlines that I did not look into because it's 2020. We don't actually read news. We just look at headlines. Yeah. Like, was it you that shared on Twitter that Muhammad Ali Jr. was on Twitter saying that his dad would be All Lives Matter and people just kept posting yes. grappler Baki photos of him getting yes. his ass kicked? Like, is this yeah, you? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I love the internet sometimes. But yeah. <laughs> they usually disappoint me. Yeah, here it is right here. Muhammad Ali's son says dad would have hated racist Black Lives Matter. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Muhammad Ali Jr. and mother on being detained at Florida Airport. Nice. I wonder if he watched Grappler Baki. <laughs> I genuinely wonder, yeah. Well, they call them something else in it, don't they? They yeah they changed up. He, he's Muhammad Ali. Ali, nice in in Baki. Yes, that's a very vanilla ice. Like it's not the same. It's an itty bitty change. Yes. That's also that's also like uh, in this grapple of Baki. They bring up a fight that uh, Muhammad Ali has against this dude named Antonio Igaraki, <laughs> which. That's a reference to a dude named Antonio Inoki, who's like a very famous Japanese pro wrestler and mixed martial artist who did have a fight with Muhammad Ali at one point. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. So that's because that's a that's a reoccurring character. He's in season one. Right. Yeah. That dude with like the scarf and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing. Because that's a thing with Antonio Inoki. He he always would like walk around with like a suit and a scarf and stuff. Um, the Ultimate Warrior is also in Baki the Grappler Season 2. Really? Yeah, he doesn't do sh- too well. <laughs> he fights in the Maximum Tournament. Oh, oh I gotta see this. It's, uh, it's something else. I'll, uh, I'll have to see, because I have... So I have the show on DVD, but at one point I found a really good like fan rip where it looks better than the uh original it's or, not double letterboxed it's not double letterboxed i think they i think they got like a japanese like dvd or blu-ray or something but then they put the funimation dub on there which okay. I, I for grappler baki you gotta watch the funimation dub because it adds to the experience <laughs> i feel it's, like a lot of funimation dubs do that well especially during the hanayama and, and baki fight early on in the show where Funimation thought it was a great idea to add a bunch of dialogue to the DJ that was in the background. Because I don't think he talks in the Japanese version, but in uh, in the American version, he's just like, oh my God, look at these two guys going toe to toe, and they never cut to the DJ. <laughs> like You see him at one point when they get thrown into his stuff, and then it's like, okay, we've established that there's a DJ. He's going to be the commentator of this fight. <laughs> okay, that's I guess that's more of them trying to like reel in MMA fans. I don't know. It's so great. By having commentary on the fight. You know what really breaks my heart is I wrote a bunch of uh, plot synopses, plot synopses, maybe, 
about that series, and then my uh, Gonzo.moe website crashed, and I lost all of them. I probably did like 10 oh. episode summaries. Um, I think we should take a break, because I have to pee real bad. Okay. But there's definitely more to talk about, re-Baki yeah. the Grappler. Definitely. Uh, so, no, I don't think anybody's watching us. Uh, we'll see you in a bit. <laughs> see you in a bit. You're listening to Dead Rat Pizza. This is my fourth shot. I'm definitely probably going to be in the pocket. Oh man, more Grappler Baki talk. This is the Deer and Gray song we were talking about. Yeah. Like that bit where it's like, oh, that's like <laughs> the one high point of that song. And everything <laughs> else is just like down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's very like that era pop punk of yeah. that song too for a metal band. I mean, I am a pop punk boy. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm like sort of in that era. I'm an emo boy. Uh, well, somebody's actually watching us now. I'm pretty sure it's my mom uh, because it's her name, but I didn't know my mom had a Twitch account. So that's pretty cool. Uh, we did get some Twitter stuff, and I also took some notes. Hmm. But you also told me that you had questions of me, a uh, bacchiologist. I don't know if you've already asked all of your questions. Oh, yeah. I have a, another thing I want to ask. So Muhammad Ali Jr., is he is he sched, scheduled to make any other appearances or was this just like a one time thing for him to get like kicked in the balls and choked uh, out by Baki? Right. Oh, my God. Baki punches him once and then kicks him in the nuts. It's so funny. I don't remember. Okay. That's not the answer you want, but that's the answer I have for you. I don't remember. Okay, because um, I know I've seen like quite a few people who are like disappointed that you built him up and then he just got beaten up by everybody. I know. <laughs> I remember when I was reading it, like, what is this? He just like, yeah, the, they build up this fight for like so many chapters and then Baki beats him in like probably one chapter. And then the manga ends like it it because then uh, Son of Ogre is him leading up to his final fight with Yujiro. And I haven't read all of Son of Ogre, but I know that he beats Yujiro. Um, I just, I haven't read that part, but I, I, I know that be, because of, I mean, wh one, it had to happen, and two, I think in uh, Baki Do, it was like after he defeated his father. <laughs> like, oh, great, thanks, guys. <laughs> so now you have to bear that cross with me. Uh, uh, yeah, but, uh, Baki, Baki son of ogre. I know that they, <laughs> they find a, um, prehistoric guy in ice. Right. I had heard about that at one point they fight a caveman. Yeah. They fight a caveman for a while. <laughs> he, I, I'm pretty sure he, uh, tears off one of Retsukayo's arms. And he just doesn't Whoa. have an arm anymore. Jeez. I was really disappointed in the subtitled version of, of this season where they called him Sea King uh, Retsu. 
<laughs> like that's doesn't have the same level of fuck to it. <laughs> Speaking of which, how do you feel about Sea Emperor Kaku? Yeah, um, I did notice that they in the dub they rectify that mistake. Uh, yeah, that guy's nuts. And the, the fact that, that Yujiro, Yujiro, like, walks him around the fucking arena for, it must have been five minutes. And I'm sitting here watching this, like, man, is this, this is, <laughs> is this, this is, this, this is Grappler Baki. And, like, I don't know if other people are going to get how ridiculous and awesome this is, but, like, yeah, this is what we're doing today. And then he wins the fight by dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what um well and how muhammad ali jr keeps telling baki's girlfriend he's like i'm gonna fuck the shit out of you and baki's like look i'm a feminist you can do whatever you want Yes. <laughs> like i'd like to still be with you but i can't force you to i'm not that kind of guy and he looks at it like it's a fighting <laughs> like it's a fighting a fight he's like look if he beats me that's how, you know, that's just how the dice gets rolled. That's not a phrase yeah. anybody uses. Uh, Baki's just like, hey, if I must be cocked, that's just the way of the world. Yeah. Um, let me see what I had written down. Oh, did you see the video of the Southern anime guy talking about there's no conservative anime heroes? No. Let me see if I can find that. I retweeted it fairly recently and I can play that and then uh, we can talk about it. His name is fuck. His name is not fuck. Um, (laughs) His name is something crazy like 18 minutes for shredded cheese. Here we go. Yo, where do you find these people? uh, One of our listeners, Ed, shared this. Let me full size this and hey y'all welcome back to a, a very special episode of anime for southerners i am your uh, resident southerner lubu and i just want to talk about something right here that that uh, people Lubu-boo. need to understand and that is that there are no- yeah i love that i love that his name is lubu <laughs> okay yeah, that, that uh, people need to understand and that is that there are no cool republican heroes in anime there are no cool republican heroes in fiction they don't exist because republicans aren't cool and none of their policies are cool okay and just like uh with real life anime there's no cool republicans in any of the media all right let me talk to you about some shonen heroes real quick okay just so you can understand where i'm coming from all right naruto democratic socialist brought in change reforms uh health care for all the ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey D. Luffy, literally a pirate. A pirate. Ichigo, Antifa, Goku, too stupid to vote or read. Yo, Asakura, that's Antifa. Yusuke Urameshi is a private detective because ghost cops are corrupt. Sasuke Uchiha, that's Antifa. Rukia quits the ghost police to fight a corrupt system, and then her and Ichigo radicalize most of the Gote 13 against the system they once upheld. Kenpachi is a feudalist or anarchist, I'm not entirely certain. Bulma is a democratic socialist technocrat billionaire who uses her money to improve the lives of all of Earth and keep it from getting blown up for a fifth or sixth time. Piccolo, Antifa, Future Trunks, Antifa, Nura from Nura Haryan, Mago is the yokai mafia head of a family because they can't trust anyone to take care of the yokai but the other yokai, and so they form a... I love how he slurred his way from the Nura title. He's like, Nura from Nura... <laughs> yes. Like, none of us know how to say that. It's okay. 
Cosa Nostra. Vash the Stampede is a pacifist hounded by insurance agencies and the government. How is that not paralleling the modern world? Kuwabara is a himbo. So is Android 16, but he's a himbo pacifist. Ishin Kurosaki is one of the only fathers in anime that isn't a complete piece of shit, and he's a doctor for poor people, so he gets two points. The ghoul from Tokyo Ghoul is a mask-wearing Antifa, Scar from FMA's Antifa, the protagonist from Akame got Kill or Antifa, and Dead Man Wonderland is nothing but prisoners getting fucked over by a fucked up system. There are no cool heroes in the GOP. Bam. <laughs> that guy is such such a champion. Legend. <clears throat> yeah. Um, now that I think about it, Luffy from One Piece is pretty Antifa. Like, he just goes around fucking up fascist governments. Well, and, and, and he also because naturally one because he's a southerner and two because of what he said a lot of people went after him and somebody is like i don't think that the soul society is blah 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 and he's like all right so they're perfect ghost utopia also has a ghetto and people living in poverty yes like explain yes. that one <laughs> you know like they <laughs> Yeah, like honestly, that is a messed up thing about Bleach. How much must it suck to die and then you end up in the poor part of heaven? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're already dead. That's haven't I suffered enough? So the reason I bring this up is because somebody brought up Yujiro Hanma as a cool Republican anime hero. (laughs) And this guy, my fucking, my hero, he's just like, yeah, you got me. The guy that wants to kill his son is a hero. (laughs) You know? And also, Yujiro Hanma is not a Republican. I think we brought this up on a podcast a couple years ago that Yujiro Hanma doesn't have a political stance. Yujiro Hanma is a political stance. Yes. Like, that's what. If anything, he's an anarchist. He goes up to every single U.S. president, regardless of party, and beats them into submission. He did it to Obama. He did it to Trump. He did it to Hillary. I I think he did it to Bush. Any every president that's existed yes. in the history of Grappler Baki, Eugero did he do it to Bill Clinton. He probably did. He <laughs> beats them all into submission. Clinton might not have been president. Would he have been? Mm. Oh, if it started in ninety one. Mm. I don't know if the president thing had started yet in Grappler okay. Baki. I would have to. I'd have to go back and read it. Mm. But he definitely did it to Obama, and uh, Hillary and Trump. And I remember when the Trump one came out and like alt-right anime avatar fandom, it's just like, man, let's stay out of American politics. And it's like, alt-right anime. <laughs> like, like, come yeah. on. Like, you're, you're this upset about, I think Trump pees himself in it. Yes, he does. He pees his pants. But he also does it to Japanese politicians. Um, yes. You know, in the Grappler Baki anime, Yujiro Hanma storms its way into the Japanese prime minister's office and like kicks his desk in half. And he's like, you need to get better security. <laughs> it's great. Same thing like Doctor Who. Like Doctor Who is uh, above the or Rick and Morty. Doctor Rick's- Who kicks the <laughs> kicks the prime minister's desk in half. <laughs> yes. No, I'm just I'm talking about like uh 
heroes in a show that just all political leaders have to obey. Like the <laughs> the season three, I think it was Rick and Morty <coughs> finale is just like Rick. I think and it the, was the fourth one. Yeah, it might have been the fourth. Whatever it was, it was Rick and the president beating each other's asses for an entire episode. And like in the end, they're like, "All right, yeah, I guess we're we're cool." <laughs> like what? No one questioned that because it was a made-up president. That was Keith David, wasn't it? It was, yes. Oh man, that guy. That guy doesn't get enough work. We need we yeah. need new Navy commercials. We need to get recruiters out of high school, but we also need <laughs> yeah. to get Keith David voicing every military ad. Yes, every. <laughs> you know what we need? We need Keith David voicing Yujiro Hanma. Oh man, that would be. That would be something. You know, Keith David has done anime. Really? What's I, he done? Oh, in a thousand years, you wouldn't guess what he did. Really? What's the craziest thing you could think Keith David would do in an anime? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe Symphogear. Keith maybe David. Maybe voices one of the girls. Oh, you're really close. Oh, really? Keith David plays the lead... Uh, like bartender at a at a drag bar in three by three eyes. Oh, nice. <laughs> I think that's his only anime role. <laughs> <laughs> it's also such a very weird detail in three by three eyes that the story opens up with the main character getting kicked out of like a drag bar. <laughs> And yeah, it's best. Mo- Before you said three by three eyes, my mind was just like rattling because there's like a wealth of drag bars prevalent in anime. So yeah, I'm yeah. It's a uh... <laughs> yeah. He plays like the he has like five lines in the show, and he's the the main character. He gives him some advice. He's like, "All right, Keith David, I'll see you later." Three by three eyes. That show is okay. Uh, the it, it was two OVAs. I know it's. I know I've seen it at the top of a lot of like <clears throat> alphabetical lists about anime on websites. Yeah. I just never like clicked on it. That's the only way three by three gets on the top of any anime list. <laughs> Hiyo. Whoa. I think the only thing that would be above it is dot hack sign. Yeah. But I like dot hack. Um, yeah, there's, there's two OVAs. One of them's good. One of them's kind of boring. Um, it does have a frog wearing a trench coat in the first episode. So that's worth it. Nice. Let me look at my notes though. Uh, and we did get some Twitter, uh, suggestions. Ooh. Uh, but let's see. You just go, you just go. Yujiro is a cool conservative hero. We talked about that. Um, I, the original series and how I keep failing the Baki, Baki, Baki verse. I think I touched on that. Over the years, I've kept meaning to do a Baki marathon, and I always failed to do it. Mm-hmm. The first time I did it was a series called February. Oh, I remember that. Me and my roommate watched two episodes a day for like two weeks. 
to finish out the series. And uh, that was kind of it. And then I, I've, I've meant to, over the years, I did, I was going to do 12 days of Baki, which for the 12 days leading up to Christmas, I was going to review four episodes of the show. And it included a song, which I can play. Every day I would add to it. The first day of Baki. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know where it's going. Uh, uh, where would it be? Uh, wasn't February, Marjorie also that time where you got really into Inazuma 11? Uh, I don't remember. I do remember okay. being into Inazuma 11. And then the fan subbing site stopped doing it, so I didn't get mm. to watch anymore. Right. Where is... The 12 Days of Baki. What did I call it? 12. Uh, do I just have something called? Oh, I, I have a folder for it. Excellent. Oh, I only <laughs> nice. ever did half of it. So oh, no. I did I did six days of Baki. Let me open this up in iTunes so I have a little bit more control over it. Turn it down. Go to the end. That, like, we got a super... Uh, what I think ends was to subscribe. I don't even know what's going on. The seventh day of the episode. Okay. I, I really need to come back and do the rest of this. On the first day of Baki, my true love gave to me a death match with a monkey. <laughs> on the second day of Baki, my true love What's the fifth day? Nice. <laughs> oh, and then six. What is six? On the sixth day of Baki, my true love gave to me six cocky doctors, five seven. Okay. I never finished it. Ah, uh, because I got the problem was work always got in the way of Grappler Baki. Isn't that how uh, it always is? That is how it always is. Um, those each day is in context with what those four episodes were about. So, oh, okay, yeah, it wasn't me. Just I didn't like write the song as a whole. I was as I was watching it, I was like, what encapsulates these four episodes? And so, like the Two severed nerves, exploding arms. Uh, that was about Hanayama. Um, and then, uh, the cocky doctors was, uh, had to do with the maximum tournament. So did the uh, severed nerves. That was a cord cutter reference. Mm. Uh, the death match with a monkey obviously is the, um, death match with a monkey. <laughs> uh, 
the random fights refers to in the middle of season one, there's just a bunch of random fights that have no seeming connection. It's just like, how do we introduce all these main characters? Let's have him just fight somebody and then they decide to tag along. <laughs> uh, yeah, I need to I need to go back and finish that. Uh, and then again in uh, and I, I referenced it in here is is leading up to season three coming out the 48 days leading up to season three i was like i'm gonna do 48 days of baki because if i couldn't even do 12 days of course i could do 48 <laughs> and uh that didn't work out but i All think right. i did like seven or eight maybe ten yeah i remember yeah i remember you got like a few episodes before yeah gone to just crashed yeah and and it's a bummer because like it my website um host somehow deleted the website like a wordpress install Damn. went wrong and everything got lost jeez and the website's still there i rebuilt it but i wasn't able to save everything uh let's see what else is in here uh will there be more i don't know like more Baki. More Baki. I think there could be. I uh, feel like, yeah. I feel like they've left it open for there to be more. It, it it really depends on did people watch it. Like people on Twitter watched it, and presumably enough people watched it that they made a another season of it because we got forty eight. Oh no, we got more than forty eight. These were thirteen episode series, so we got fifty two mm-hmm. episodes of Baki. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Like, you don't really get fifty-two episodes of anime anymore. But I say we keep unless going. it's like a children's show about a a toy. Are the uh, are the JoJo seasons twenty-six episodes? Usually, yeah. Okay, I need to check that out. Maybe that's what I'll do to fill the hole in my heart that is Grappler Baki. I guess I could also watch Kengen Ashura. People keep telling me to. So, yeah, like Kengen Ashura, I would say go more with the manga just because that I I feel like what they did with that anime is they were more interested in selling this as like just, yeah, like an extreme fighting or like a professional sports event Mm -hmm. as opposed to like an actual story. So everything that isn't directly like that doesn't directly have anything to do with the fights is cut out for time. Oh, wow. Yeah, seriously. So it's, it's literally just the main character, the main characters meet, and then we go straight into setting up these fights and then straight into setting up this tournament with nothing in between. And there's a lot in between that to set up characters they do not bother with doing that and then there's the fact that like it the whole thing is done this really blocky unsettling 3d that makes a lot of the later fights feel like did you say the main characters meet what (laughs) i heard you say the main character the main characters meet yeah the main characters meet because there's there's two main characters there's toki taoma who's like the fighter He's okay. the one who's like fighting in these matches. And then there's Yamashita Kazuo, who's a, you know, salary man who meets Tokyo at one point and 
through circumstances, he ends up becoming like his manager for these underground martial oh, arts fights. I thought you meant his dick. No, no. <laughs> Isn't that show? It's like that's how businesses settle negotiations. Is there whoever yes, fight wins that's a fight? Exactly it. Jesus. Yes. So basically, it's like you have like these billionaires and stuff who who are just like, hey, I want the rights to this building so I can like do this here. Well, I want the rights to this building. Let's settle it in the ring, boys. And I love that. Yeah, that's basically how it goes. I was reading it. Uh, I don't know if somebody recommended it to me or if I found it on my own, but I was reading I it. I feel at like one point. I... I feel like I did recommend it to you at some point. You've recommended it to me more than once, but I'm talking about the first time. I don't remember if that was because of you or because I found it. Cause I like, this was before there was an anime before people were talking about it. I remember trying to check it out and some of the chapters on the scan app I had didn't work and it like skipped over like five of them. Like, well, I'm not skipping five chapters ahead. And I just stopped reading. And that's, I yeah. mean, that's the problem it's, when you read manga scans. Yeah. I mean, I will say it's certainly not as crazy as Grappler Baki, but that's it is hard like, to do though. Yeah. <laughs> but it does have it. Like if you ever like sat down and read the lore of like, certain fighting games like Tekken or like street fighter. It does have like that level of craziness to it. Well, the thing that's so crazy about grappler Baki to me, and they didn't do it as much in this season, but they did it at least once. It's like in grappler Baki, you could go to punch your opponent and right before your fist hits the opponent's face, it'll cut away and be like in ancient Japan, uh, there were these crazy snakes that would yes. <laughs> fucking uh, go around and and catch muskrats, and they would eat the muskrats. But then the the <laughs> local samurais would have to defeat the snakes. But the snakes would have the power of the muskrats, and they learned this special punching technique. Fighters that learn this punching technique <laughs> are now, and it's all rooted in facts, probably. <laughs> And yes. they become the ultimate fighters. And then it'll cut back. It'll punch the person. They'll fall down and it'll be like, oh my God, you used the ancient muskrat technique. <laughs> yeah. Kengan Ashra will kind of do that as well. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but usually what it does is it, instead of being like a random crazy fact, it'll be specifically something a crazy fact about the dude who's fighting right now. No, oh, that's good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> In the middle of Muhammad Ali beating up his crippled son. Yes. <laughs> Which first of all, he's like, what are you a coward? You don't want to fight me with broken legs and thing and bones poking out of your fingers. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, Oh yeah, I'm going to fight you. And then he punches him. And then it's like a really good chef can make a soup that's so detailed that you can tell every single ingredient used in the soup. Fighters can do this by one punch, and then it cuts back. He's like, I can tell all the training you've been through, Father. I respect you more now. Yeah, like Muhammad Ali basically like Marty McFly'd his son. He's just like, you don't want to fight me? What are you, chicken? Oh, man. (laughs) That's th- I love that there's 13 episodes of that. Like Dopo Orochi, one already lost. First, Dopo and Goki 
both both lost their fights and they came back to get revenge when Muhammad Ali Jr. was like in crutches. They're like, this is this counts. They don't care. They want that win back. That's <laughs> yeah. literally all they want. And like fucking Dopo punches him so hard that the fingers come out of or the bones come out of his fingers and he's like, ouch. <laughs> he's like, didn't you know he's that like, punching ouch. hurts? <laughs> I like how you say he was just like, ouch, where in like reality, he was like, oh, my hand. Well, and, and Dopo, I think it was Dopo is like, if you can make me say ouch, then I'll never bother you again. <laughs> oh, man. And there's I mean, can anyone make Dopo Rochi say ouch at this point? He got his hand cut off. Yeah. And, and then, then he punched the guy with his stump. And that's how he won the yes. fight. Oh. Um, I, and I think it was like Dopo's son. That, that was, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Dopo's son. <laughs> that was one him? thing that threw me off in like the first episode of Baki when like Speck went to shake Baki's hand. Oh and yeah. Baki shook it, and it was just a separate hand. Yeah, that's the type of show that Baki is. Mm. Well, and when they go to visit Speck in the hospital, they're like, he's swimming in molasses in his mind. What's he Which training like- for? Which I'm like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Oh, man. I need to get something on the soundboard of Double Rainbow Guy. What does it mean? Yeah. I just thought, like, I wish I could have just pressed that. Um, Yeah, that was really weird. They're like, look at this heat transferring between his bodies. Speck is actually 93 years old. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I guess in the Bakiverse, that's not the craziest thing. Because, like, Sea Emperor right. Butthole is, like, 147 or something. Yes. Sea Emperor Butthole. <laughs> I don't remember his name. Sea Emperor. I I wasn't going to win this fight, so I just killed I, myself and then brought myself back to life. Oh, man. Well, and Yajiro's like, well, you know, technically I didn't win and technically you didn't lose. Good job, old man. Um... <clears throat> But we got some Twitter replies, and uh, let me see if I can find them, because I did this a few days ago. Uh, let's see. Um, there's you talking. I think that, oh, here's one. One of them is just a picture of a, um, probably a fighter. There's some guy that's just standing <laughs> next to uh, a giant statue of Baki doing the Baki pose, and I don't know what I'm supposed to say about this. I don't know who this is. Ooh. Um, Are there giant statues of Baki? I don't know. If, I don't know if you're looking at the stream, but I have it on the screen right now. Uh, presumably, it's this person, Yo- Yokokawa Nataka. Now, Taka? And there's like a life-sized Baki statue. And he's doing the pose next to it. Nice. Um, so that's one thing that was sent to us. And then the uh, <laughs> Ryan said, yes, do you think Baki would be as good of a story if his name was Dave or Lenny? Y- yes, I don't know. <laughs> Lenny the Grappler. Lenny yeah, the grappler. I feel like I could work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. 
Sean Ryan, how much do the writers just want to make China look like chumps? Yeah, probably a little bit. Yeah, they really did. I mean, that's... <laughs> like, like, China went, what, like, four and one during that tournament? Yeah, I think they only won one of their fights. Yeah, I think it was just Retsu. And everybody else got yeah. demolished. Well, nobody can beat Retsu, because Retsu, I think, beat two of the prisoners. Uh, he at he, least beat one of them. I know he beat Dorian. Who else did he beat? I thought he beat Doyle as well, but I might be wrong. They showed the flashbacks. Actually, I, yes. No, I think he did, because he he pulled out. That's when he pulled out the spear, and he was just like, bah. I'd have to rewatch it, because I, I watched that when it was coming out, and I, I didn't realize that was already two years ago. Time flies when yeah, you're old, wow. and that's not great. Time Time flies when you're having Baki. Yeah. Um, I just realized that our lower thirds, I might have to change the color on these. Because if we wear our Dead Rat Pizza shirts, it fades into our shirts. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, my my shirt's the same color as the lower third, and it just, like, it kind of blends mm. into it. Your webcam is doing, the brightness might be up a little more, because yours mm. doesn't fade as much as mine does. Or oh, like okay. blend in as much as mine does, but it's it's kind of silly. I guess that's what yeah. happens when you make the color scheme of your show like black and purple, and then only wear black shirts. <laughs> I haven't had a lower third in a long time. I just thought it would be an interesting thing. I don't have to keep them there, but I thought nice. it'd be funny to put fake jobs under them <laughs> for the <laughs> nobody that showed up to watch the show. Because I don't, I don't like. What do you mean fake jobs? I am a Symphogear historian, and I guess I am a bacchiologist. I don't leave these up. Like wh- these are like if you don't come live, you never see the 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 video. That's just how I have it set up. Right. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, Sean Ryan. So if I tell your girlfriend I want to marry her, and she's like, "I have a boyfriend," and you say, "I'm a feminist. I don't own you." That means. She can't tell me no and we're dating now. Hashtag cucky. It means I, you have to it means you have to challenge the boyfriend to a fight. I guess and then he's gonna kick you in the balls and choke you out, and then oh, your dad's yeah. gonna come save you. Yeah, you know, it's it's so interesting. Like, I don't I don't I don't know her name. They didn't really say her name a lot in this season. Um Cosway. Cosway, there we go. <clears throat> um she kind of gets thrown around a lot. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Baki's not wrong in saying, like, look, if you want to break up with me and go date Muhammad Ali Jr., like, I'm not going to sit and, like, <laughs> tell you that you're not allowed to. I don't own you. Like, okay, yes, technically you're right. But he really came to play in the end when he's like, so I don't own you, but I'm also going to fuck this guy up for even daring <laughs> to try it. Yes. <laughs> But then she like got mad at Baki at the end, and it's like, what did wait? <laughs> like earlier in the episode, you were mad that he wasn't yelling about this. I feel like she was she was more just got like thrown off that he was really just about to kill that dude. I mean, that's fair. She probably didn't realize just how how angry Baki really was about that. <laughs> um. Oh, and then Sean is like Muhammad Ali Jr. is macking on Baki's girl. She doesn't have the simple agency to just say no, not interested. She did say that, though. She said that multiple times. Yeah. 
She she's totally like, did. yeah, yeah we, we are only friends. Now, I don't know why she kept hanging out with him. Maybe it, it right. made for funnier. It, it made for comedy. It was funnier than it she made did. for. Yeah, because she kept coming back and he was more beat up yeah. after his fights with Goki and Jack and Doporochi. Uh, so she kind of just goes. That's along just with- a delightful name to say, Dopo Orochi. Yeah. At first, when Dopo appeared in the second half, I thought it was Hanayama. And I don't know. And it's because he was like wearing the Hanayama suit, and I got really confused. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, he says she just goes along and dates Junior, except she doesn't. She very clearly said they were friends. Sean, you weren't paying attention. Maybe in the subtitles, it's less clear. Yes. But in the dub, it's absolutely mm. clear that she doesn't want to date him. Uh, no, I saw it subtitled. And yeah, it, it really was. She was just like, yeah, no, we're just friends having coffee. Well, and I mean, if he's going to keep buying you tea, why not? Yeah. Uh, he says, I also love how Muhammad Ali has Parkinson's, Parkinson's and is not dead. But whenever he wants to make a point, he just drops the bullshit. Yes. That was like a thing in the second season when he, when uh, the interviewer brings up that he's from Japan and Muhammad Ali is just like, oh, whoa, you from Japan, dude? Yo, do you know Yujiro Hanma? <laughs> um, you know, uh, to what Sean said, Muhammad Ali didn't die until 2016 based on my quick search. So he would have been alive when this mm-hmm. manga came out. So that part's not crazy. Right. Um, Because this manga, what did I say, 2005 is when it ended. So these these chapters probably came out in like 2004. So it would have been 10 years Mm -hmm. before he passed. Uh, How old was he when he died? Uh, 74. So he would have been, oh, yeah, because in the show, I think he said he was 65. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that, so that all checks out. Yeah, that checks out. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Nobody else asked any Baki questions. Boo! How dare they? Oh, there was one guy that tried to come after me and Diana. This was so funny. Diana was oh, posting no. about... Um, Bless her heart. She goes after people online more than I can. I just don't have it in me. <laughs> she was talking about this woman who posted a video that said, if you say all lives matter, I'm going to stab you. And when you ask me to help you, I'll show you the paper cut and say my cut matters. And a bunch of like right wing people went after her and said, oh, she's threatening to kill us and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, uh, first of all, fuck off. Like she's making an analogy and you know that. That's the thing right. that alt-right assholes will do is they'll sit and cry about. Is they'll just like, is they'll like completely lose their sense of humor or their sense of irony. Yeah. Uh, we, we can't make jokes about anything anymore. In 2020, the SJWs are coming for our sense of humor. But if you make a joke about them, woof. Ooh, boy, it's that gone. 100% serious. Like you. Serious business. You threatened to kill me. It's like I was joking. No, no, no. That was a serious threat. Yeah, I thought we. I thought you wanted. What about free speech and my ability to joke about anything? And um, mm-hmm. 
I, I said that because Diana was talking about this woman and I said like, yeah, it's, it's just the point that I just said. And this guy said nothing about what she said is joking. She wanted to provoke and she got her wish. Like, yeah, that's exactly. She wanted to provoke. <laughs> Nobody wants to get death threats. Right? Except I guess the greatest prisoners arc. They, <laughs> they wanted to taste defeat. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> You know, and and what's so funny about this is that if, the guy had if a Twitter was around, they wouldn't have had to break out of prison. They could have just they could have just tweeted Baki. They could have just posted hot takes and then got oh death threats. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, and this guy is a falling down avatar. Have you ever seen the movie Falling Down? Uh, it, is that the one where the dude goes on the the spree because he couldn't get an egg McMuffin? <laughs> Is that falling down? Yes. Am I thinking of a different one? No, that's okay. the exact movie. Okay. I'm, I'm so happy that you just like crystallized it into that perfect essence. <laughs> yes, that is exactly what falling down is. I have to pee real bad, but I would like to conf- finish this talk about falling down before we wrap the show. Okay. Okay. Then. Um. Yeah, we'll be right back. You're listening to Dead Rat Pizza. What? Oh my god. Oh, this song has kind of some leanings towards the original Baki song. Right. And then, like every Japanese band, it goes right into like crazy pop music after the hard yes. opening. I love that their name is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. When you told me the name of the song, I was like, oh, they used a song from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. No. <laughs> no, they didn't. Hmm. Um, so, we were talking about falling down. I. Like, I'll be honest, that's all I know about falling down. That's all you need to know about falling down. I, <laughs> when, when I saw the guy's profile picture, I'm like, I remember this movie. I remember it being like a guy stuck in traffic and then he gets really mad. And then he, yeah, he tries to go get uh, like an egg McMuffin and they tell them that they aren't serving breakfast anymore. And then he threatens to shoot up the restaurant and he gets his egg McMuffin and I know he like beats up or kills some some like gangbangers, and then it ends with him like executing a white supremacist, which is supposed to be the happy ending because it's like, oh, he killed the white supremacist. But mm. I read this interesting uh, rundown of it about how like this is just like because uh, when I watched that, I'm like, yeah, you know, he's this is so cool. He's like. <laughs> Shooting up the McDonald's to get an egg and cheese. And and and, and this, this, this analysis that I read was like, this is just like people jerking off about white rage because like the things he's mad about are so dumb. And like he's only like in the real world, obviously, I couldn't go to a McDonald's and threaten the staff. Even being white, I wouldn't be able to threaten them and get an egg McMuffin. I could still be let out in handcuffs. Right. But I could yell probably more than a person of color. Probably a lot right. more. And that's the only c- way you could threaten and get your egg muffin 
is if you're a police officer. Yeah, or you could be a police officer and cry in your car. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but but it's it's it, like they were saying that this is like a metaphor for how white people get away with shit. And mm. that the only reason he kills the white supremacists at the end is to be like, "Oh no, no. I know I killed those <laughs> black people, but I'm not I'm not racist." See, I hate the I killed a racist. See, I killed <laughs> And it's I like, can't be racist. Some of some of the people I killed are racist. You know, and I thought about it like, yeah, that, you know, and apparently when the movie came out, people were like, this is gross. <laughs> like, this is really gross. And I, I realized, like, those are some of the same criticisms of the Joker when it came out. And I mean, like, yeah, the yeah. Joker is pretty gross. <laughs> the Joker. Well, it, it was hard for me because I enjoyed the Joker. Um, My thing is like. I feel like the Joker would have worked better if they had just played it as a straight comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like there are so many moments in that movie that, <laughs> that are meant to be common. Yeah. <laughs> that are like unintentionally hilarious. Like when he's, he's at the hospital and he's smoking outside and the two detectives are talking to him <laughs> and he's like, I need to go speak to my mother and he <laughs> crashes into the door because he's trying to go through into the exit yeah. yeah or when he drops the gun in the children's hospital like like yeah. that's a comedic point yeah um <laughs> i uh, my my favorite comedy moment in that that probably wasn't supposed to be funny was when he kills that guy in front of his friend Oh, and yeah. he goes to let him out and he's like yes. boo and yes. he's like I'm just kidding you can go mm-hmm. I, uh, I definitely can understand that making people uncomfortable and I told a story on the show about how I, I went to see that at um, have you been to Nighthawk no I haven't so, I mean, any any theater with assigned seating, this story would make sense. So they have assigned seating. Mm-hmm. And I bought my ticket in advance. I got a middle of the theater seat. And when I get there, there's a woman about my age who is in the seat next to me. And Nighthawk, you share these tables because you can buy drinks and food. The servers come to you multiple times throughout the, the, the experience. It's nice. great. If you ever go see a movie... Go see it at like Nighthawk or Alamo Drafthouse does the same thing. Mm. It's a totally, totally different experience. You can get fucking trashed watching the movie. Ooh. It's excellent. Um, and uh, so I have to share a table with this woman, also a menu, also the notepad. to or Because you, you write it down on a notepad and the server will come by. You put it on a thing to flag them that you want to order something. Every time I went to grab for the pencil, I could tell it made her uncomfortable. And every time I laughed during the movie, I could tell her it made her uncomfortable. And I'm sitting here like, I okay, I get it. I get it. This is like angry white guy the movie. And I'm a lone yes. white guy. I'm bald, which like has the association of the neo-Nazis. Like I get how this looks. I'm wearing a duster, which looks like a trench coat. Oh, no. But also like... I never once spoke to her. I never looked at her. I never even attempted to talk to her. And I just like, it was so like, I felt so bad for her for the whole movie. Like, yeah. Like, look, I just want to see the movie like you do. And she ended up leaving 
when I started laughing during the murder scene. No! <laughs> and it's like, I'm not going to look. If I was... Look, if I was going to shoot up the theater, I wouldn't have waited until the last scene of the movie. Right? Like I would have done it at the beginning. Probably. I don't know. Right. I don't know how murders uh, murderers work. And granted, I feel like if if you were this concerned about somebody shooting up the the joker screening why did you come to the joker screening alone right yeah yeah that's a really good point at that point you should have gone see cock because i was playing in the theaters as well oh my god i didn't know that came out here i wanted to see cock yeah like apparently it was it premiered the same day oh that's funny i'm thinking it was like a select theater thing that's brilliant yeah, because um, I remember when I saw Joker, I didn't see it on the on the marquee, if you will. Um, I the only thing I was concerned about is I thought a fight was going to break out in the theater because halfway through the movie, a group in the back of the theater started yelling at each other. Nice, um, because one apparently somebody wouldn't shut up, <laughs> and some I don't know. You know, because it started as whispering and then turned into, do you want to go outside? And I just heard like, you know, would you shut the fuck up? You've been talking throughout the whole movie. And he's like, I will fight you right now in this theater. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) And what's great is when I was waiting for my Uber at the end of the movie, I was standing next to the guy that was going to fight that guy because he was talking to his date. And he's like, look, that guy just really pissed me off. If he's going to fuck with me. And then I have to fight him. Those are the rules. Those are. He didn't me, say that, but it's like him. it was essentially that. Like, look, he's starting right. shit. It's Grappler Baki and and Kosue. <laughs> like Muhammad <laughs> Ali Jr. is going to tell me to shut up during the movie. I'm going to choke him out. <laughs> um, Uh-oh. but yeah, yeah. I when when I I was reading about falling down, I was like, oh, this is like kind of like the Joker. <laughs> Yeah. It just doesn't have the comic book background on it. Um, Falling down was the Joker of I what, guess 1982. I wonder what they're going to do with the Joker franchise because even though I enjoyed that movie, it really doesn't have anything to do with the comics, even kind of. Right. You know, like it was a totally original, original, original <laughs> story. <laughs> and like uh, whatever his name was. Um, crap! I forgot. Yeah, his I name. can't remember the director, his name. right? No, the director. The hangover. That guy. I'm. T- I mean the the main character, the the, oh, the Joker character, Arthur Fleck. Arthur. You yeah. know, like he can't be the Joker. You know, like the Joker is a too smart. <laughs> <laughs> he has his shit too much together. Like Arthur Fleck, just if we we know the trajectory of the Joker, he can't get there. It's just not possible. Mm. Right. Um, but yeah, the, the fucking Hangover. Dur- I feel bad because I really liked the Hangover movies. I didn't realize right. what me an too. asshole that guy was. Like me too. And yeah, I feel like I feel like that's a case where I separate that. But yeah, I I feel like he's a dude who like he does not really respect comedy as a medium so he wanted to be like i want to be known as a serious director so this was going to be his like serious movie and that ended up being this movie that i feel should have just been a comedy <laughs> it really should 
Yeah, I mean, it made a lot of money, so he's probably yeah. going to get another movie, but mm -hmm. a lot of people also think he's a douchebag now. Yep. I'm, I'm just thankful it didn't win Best Picture. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't watch. I don't watch the awards. Right. Yeah. I, <clears throat> it was in running for Best Picture. It lost out to Parasite. Uh, did you hear about, like, the dude, the YouTube, like, comic book dude who, like, went off the next day oh god because parasite won over choker was it the quartering no it was like <laughs> it wasn't him but it, it might as well know the di yeah you wouldn't know the difference it's the same like neck beardy dude sitting in front of his webcam in front of like a bunch of in front of like a bunch of comic books hanging on his wall and he's just like <laughs> like he's just talking about how how serious and important for its time joker is as a movie oh, and how Jesus. like parasite shouldn't have won because it's a foreign film oh, and foreign films shouldn't win best picture <laughs> they should win best international film and that's it i mean i liked joker but i wouldn't argue that it's an important movie yeah, it was a movie that I liked watching, but it didn't have anything important to say. I mean, maybe the the system forgets about people with mental illnesses, but that really wasn't. They didn't say that hard enough to where I would call yeah, it an important I feel like, movie. I feel like they kind of just like dropped that in at the end because they were like, "Shit, we gotta have this be about something other than a sad clown." I wonder if I can find the video of like the video game guy that said that uh that all these companies want him dead because he's white now and he's done playing video games oh snap <laughs> i don't tweet that often i bet i can find it um oh man yeah i remember that but uh i was gonna say something else in the meantime and i don't remember what it was uh <laughs> that's fine uh let, yeah let me let me see if i can find this the um i'm trying to oh i know what i was gonna say i was gonna tell a story about the director of the joker so i oh. didn't work on oh i wonder if so uh, twitter started doing this thing where they're removing videos and media and saying the copyright owner decided to pull it oh. but they'll leave the post up and it'll just say this media has been disabled by the report of the copyright owner. And I wonder if this is one of the things, because I have something that I ret Damn. retweeted that says, this is the one, the internet's over, shut it down, this wins, these people vote. Oh, no, that was a different one. That's the woman that's trying to trying to fill gas in her car and keeps driving around the gas station and parking the wrong side of her car up against the tank. <laughs> um, no, there's a story about the director of the Joker, and I don't remember his name, but... Uh, one of the members of the crew, I won't say what department they're in because I don't want to get them in trouble. They were mm. at the rap party, uh, generally at the end of a film, especially a big feature film or like a TV show. Uh, there will be a party. Um, mm. Oh, did we do a rap party for Dickinson? Did I? Oh, no, I went to that. Um, I'm a moron. Um, you know, generally there'll be a party where there'll be free booze and everybody will hang out and talk about, you know, what they just worked on. 
So I guess at the rap party, one of the members of the crew walked up to the director and said, like, you know, now that this movie is over, I feel comfortable saying this to you. Fuck you. You're a piece of shit. You treat your crew like garbage. Never call me again. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. That is baller. Todd Phillips is Todd name. Phillips, yeah. Uh, oh, here's another great one. Um, this I talked about this a lot on stream. Um, do you know about um, Invader V? No. Invader V is a Twitch uh, personality that just talks to people. She doesn't like play video games or anything. She just chats mm. with the with the crew. And this is somebody made a weird mashup of her screaming. Then what okay. the fuck is stopping us from just throwing ourselves off a bridge and giving up and saying, yeah, the planet is dying. The government hates us. The animals are leaving. The aliens aren't contacting us. We might be alone. It just might be you and me. But that's okay. Because you really need anyone else. <laughs> What? This was my introduction to her. Um, so you, I, I presume you can't see a the new video wave of, of e girl. Um, yeah, no, I can't. So they cut to the thirty seconds to Mars to um, Call of Duty footage of someone getting a headshot. <laughs> and I don't know what that means, but it makes it beautiful. Nice. I had to, I had to learn a lot about her after that happened, and. Um, <laughs> She's wild. She got in a lot of trouble for going on her stream and just saying, like, if you're not donating $5 a month, you need to get a fucking job and stop watching Twitch. No. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, this is one I think I might have retweeted from you. It says, thinking about that time, the police walk in on Blade in a literal vampire and they shoot at Blade. I did not... <laughs> retweet that but i wish i did <laughs> um let's see you posted something today that i didn't get it was about some pirate's nose in one piece oh because <laughs> like blackbeard uh a big antagonist pirate in one piece in the earlier shot it's like his nose is more like crooked and then like <laughs> the newer shot and it's more just kind of like upward and pointed but yeah oh and people argue about that no it's just like a little thing that this one dude steve yurko like noticed about one piece oh no somebody oh so not only did the video get pulled but somebody also is like but here's the source video Ooh. so i can just go to this and what play... a hero yeah Although I wonder if they pulled the source video. I've been talking about this for many years and the events over the past week have been the tipping point. This is all in response to the protest. This happened like probably a few days after Minneapolis. I can no longer in good conscience support gaming companies who hate my kind and want to see me dead. I will never buy another gaming console ever again. He's um standing in front of uh 
probably 200 video games on shelves You're, and yeah i think a bunch of funko pops yes why the fuck because of course this kind of guy would anti-white pieces of shit who want me dead <laughs> he's also wearing a batman shirt I'm 37 years old. I've been gaming, supporting the gaming company. My favorite part, though, is we talked over it, is the self-own. I've been... Uh, I didn't (laughs) zoom back far enough. Dead. It's done. Here we go. I'm 37 years old. (laughs) Yeah? Gaming, supporting the gaming companies... For as long as I can remember, why the fuck would I ever give you a single cent when you are pushing false narratives and rallying in support of violent? He's also, he's shaking the entire time. The camera is shaking. Yeah, seriously? <laughs> There's like another minute. I don't think I can watch all of this, but he, he did it in front of his shelf of games to, I think, prove a point. Like, look at all yes. these games I bought. Look, I'm a game man. (laughs) That's the craziest thing. I mean, there's a lot of crazy things we can talk about in regards to everything that's been going on. But the response that when people say Black Lives Matters, they mean kill white people, has been so wild to me. Like, it, it happened on Funimation's Twitter. Funimation is like black anime fans exist and we're, you know, we're sorry that we don't do enough to support them. And the comments are all like, so you want white people dead? And it's like, what? It's the same thing with uh, Crunchyroll's Twitter when they did like the same thing. It's yeah, it's 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 outrageous. It's pretty rough. Um, So uh, we do want all of our fans to die. Um, Don't listen to Dead Rat Pizza, please. Uh, don't support us anymore. <laughs> exactly. If you if you have to support us, uh, listen to Dead Rat Pizza and then just like walk into traffic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then you know, like when when the coroners grab your body, they'll be like, "Oh snap! He was listening to Dead Rat Pizza." Uh, maybe he was the rat. <laughs> <laughs> He was the deadliest rat. The deadliest he goes rat. on the pizza. Oh man! One thing I want to start doing every episode is talk about pizza facts. I don't have any, but Ooh. that might be a good place to end. So we've been going for about two hours. Okay. Let me yeah. see if I can find the latest news on pizza. Pizza news. <laughs> like they discovered a new topping. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> A huge Wendy's and Pizza Hut franchise just filed for bankruptcy. That's mm. the biggest news. Wendy's and Pizza Hut franchise. So maybe it was uh, somebody that owned one of each. Oh, I was thinking it was like a a joint. You know, like a, how they used to have Taco Bell Pizza Huts. <laughs> it's a Wendy's Pizza Hut. That would be it's the a fucking dot, worst. Yeah. I so I don't know how you've been living uh, these last couple of months, but I've been mostly cooking. I haven't been getting a lot of takeout. The last few days I got takeout because I was like, well, the numbers are really low for the Rona and things are starting to open up. Maybe it's okay to get seamless today. 
And so for the first time in like four months, I had uh, an egg and cheese from a deli and I had some Domino's. Of course, after all these months in New York, I chose to get Domino's. (laughs) I'm sorry. I wanted the stuffed cheesy bread. I felt so sick afterwards. They can't, they, they can't stuff some cheesy bread at Vincenzo's. <laughs> they probably could if I asked. Although the the pizza place next to me is um, it's Spanish owned. I don't know if I'd be able to ask them. Oh, yeah. I, I've, I don't speak I've Spanish. been there before. <laughs> like, they're really cool, but I, I'm are. fairly certain that they, if I asked for anything other than what's on the menu, they probably wouldn't understand me. Um, and that's not a diss. That's just, that's, that's common in my neighborhood. Like the laundromat guy, if you ask him for change, he can give you change. But if you try to ask him, like, did you see the latest game of Thrones? He's not going to know what you're talking about. He knows how to say like, here's $5 and change. Um, and I know that because I've walked in on him learning English before, which is dope. Oh, cool. That's super, like, that's that's better than what I'm doing. I should I should really yep. learn Spanish because I live in a fairly uh, Spanish neighborhood. Yeah, instead of we're just sitting here talking about Baki and cum. Yeah, Baki and cum. But <laughs> what's funny about <laughs> him learning English is, like, the tapes that I've, I said tapes last time I brought this up. They're not tapes. <laughs> They're, like, MP3s. I, he he's always learning how to say really uncommon phrases like ouch you stepped on my leg <laughs> like what? I've never walked in to him listening to like I would like a coffee you know that was one of the things I learned early I can order a coffee in French je voudrais un café au lait I would like a coffee with milk uh, <laughs> où se trouve la bibliothèque where is the library uh, où se trouve uh the cum. Where's the cum? <laughs> I would like coffee. <laughs> I would like to eat something. Uh, this guy was learning how to say things like, ow, my leg hurts. Stop stepping on my arm. <laughs> and I'm like, when are you going to need to say that? When someone's stepping on your leg and your arm. I guess. <laughs> it was- Not if. When. when yeah maybe oh no maybe he is grappler baki <laughs> oh no yeah he's gonna fight jack hammer so he needs Jesus. to know that specifically does jack ever like step on somebody's leg <laughs> it's um i mean it's 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 interestingly common in this neighborhood a lot of the um a lot of times I'll go in and the clerk is learning English and like the guy at my deli, he, he can speak fairly fluently, but he, he I thought you were trying to say that underground street fighting is very common in that <laughs> underground street fighting is becoming more common along with yeah. fireworks. Um, but, uh, I, I remember going in one day and he was trying to learn like more advanced words and he's like, what is this? What is this word? And he kept saying it wrong. I was like, I don't know what you're saying to me. And he shows me the paper. I was like, oh, environment. Yeah, we can't say that one either. <laughs> that one's that one's confounding. Environment. Nobody knows how to say that. Like um, government. Government. Yeah, that was a, that's another one. It's like, what what is the N in this word for? Like, nobody pronounces it. Yeah. Um yeah. 
Yeah, English is totally fucked. We were talking about it in the Discord, how like nobody knows how to use commas. I still can't spell definitely. I was... <laughs> I am 32 years old, 33 years old. I cannot spell the word definitely without spell check, and I usually spell it so wrong that even spell check doesn't know what to do. I was writing something for Anime Feminist, and I would like send my drafts over uh, to their editor, and <laughs> one of the big things they kept sending me back was I was putting the commas in the wrong place. Oh no. Oh God. I feel really bad. Cause I would always just correct that. And I never told you <laughs> for years, for years, I would let you get away with that. And I'd always fix it and think oh, that like, geez. you'd see that I changed it. <laughs> yeah. Cause you would, you'd put it after you'd put a comma after and instead of before and Oh geez. that's my bad. Cause you've written for me in the past. And I was yes. like, I'm just going to fix this and not say anything. You're not the only person to do that, though. I I don't know your education history. I don't know if you've been to college or not. But oh, no, I have. Well, then you're just you're in line with all these other people. Like, I didn't finish, but yeah. I remember the first time I took a creative writing class in college, and I saw the level at which people in college were writing, and I was like, the world is doomed. <laughs> this motherfucker you went like full boomer you're like these these kids nowadays yeah in my in my day i bought a house for two thousand dollars on my mcdonald's salary yeah this guy not only couldn't use commas but he's also we were writing short stories his short story i guarantee you i've told the story in the past not maybe not you but you the audience uh his short story was the pilot episode of the oc <laughs> like, and I only knew this because I just watched the first episode of the OC the with with my girlfriend at the time. Like, we started watching the OC, and I'm reading this guy's story, and I was like, "This is very familiar." <laughs> and I called him out on it. I was like, "Hey, Brad. I don't know if his name was Brad. Hey, Brad. Hey, Brad. Um, you ever see the OC?" <laughs> It's like, no, why do you ask? Like, yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> do you look around the room like, no, I haven't. <laughs> have you seen the OC, Noel? Uh, no, I've heard about it. The OC is a very seen. unique first episode. Um, so this kid is arrested for stealing a car. And... Um, I don't know how, but he gets a really good lawyer. Maybe the guy's a public defender. I don't remember. But somehow he gets a really good fucking lawyer. And the lawyer, I think, gets him off. He doesn't jerk him off. Like, gets him off on the charge. <laughs> this is Dead Rat Pizza. I have to make that part clear. Um, yes, exactly. And the guy, he doesn't have anywhere to live. And he's like, well, you can come live with me, I guess. With the lawyer? With the lawyer. And, uh, I mean, that's the same thing in Dexter. Dexter was the case of a, you know, Dexter was a part of a case, and he didn't have anywhere to live, and the lead detective had him come and live with him. That's a spoiler for season one of Dexter. Um, <laughs> and, um, but this is episode one of the OC. So the OC, Dexter ripped off the OC. Um <laughs> 
So he comes to live with the lawyer, and the lawyer lives in like a fucking sick mansion. And so that's why I'm like, this couldn't have been a public defender, because I've also seen Better Call Saul, and I know what a public defender's <laughs> salary can afford. Um, so uh, somehow he got like one of the best lawyers in fucking Orange County, I guess, because it's OC. And uh, it ends with him hanging out in the swimming pool in the backyard. And when he gets out of the pool, he finds out that the lawyer has a hot daughter. Over the course of the show, he fucks her. Well, guess what happens in this guy's short story? Somebody gets arrested. They get a great lawyer. The lawyer gets them (laughs) off, but they don't have anywhere to live. They get to go live with the lawyer. And then when they're enjoying the mansion, they're swimming. And then they get out of the pool and notice the lawyer has a hot daughter. Uh, <laughs> That's a little too coincidental for my taste. Seriously. But also it'd be like if you read the pilot to the OC and they didn't know how to use punctuation. <laughs> uh, anyway, we've read yeah. some pizza news. We've done a lot of other stuff. I think that's a podcast. Do you have anything yeah. else you wanted to talk about? No, nah, that's it. I'd say it's good. I uh, I need to open up my soundboard so I can play our closing theme song. Ah. I uh, I hope to have you on again sometime. I'm sorry that we kind of forgot about you. No, nah, it's all um, good. I think it was just a matter of us both being very busy because you've always yeah, been seriously. welcome on the show. Mm. Um, and I want to get you and Diana on a show together because that's a combo that I've never done. Because like for the longest time, yeah. And I'm... what were you gonna say? Yeah, because I'm like I've heard some of the episodes done with Diana. She seems cool, and also like she's a Long Island native. That's yeah. Cool. She once gave the Bagel Boss a lap dance. What? No. Yeah, she did an episode on that. Um, like the actual guy who owns the Bagel Boss, or like that short dude? the short guy. Oh no! I mean, she has no way of verifying it, but she's pretty sure it was him. Um, but, uh, yeah, for the longest time it was, I would rotate between you two. And then I think me and you just kind of lost touch because we were both busy, Mm. but, uh, this has been dead rat pizza. We're ending with the Baki, the grappler theme song. This is kind of the new de facto ending theme song. You got to go back to your roots, I guess. Yep. You got to do, uh, deadratpizza.com. The website's new ish. It's been new since, uh, the last time me and Diana did a show, I think. Uh, oh, and Rosa showed up at the end. The show's over, Rosa. You missed oh, the show. Oh, no. Um, I might... I mean, I'm going to turn the stream off after this, but I might come back and and play uh, play a little Last of Us. But, uh, okay. Hell. So uh, thank you so much for coming, Noel. Uh, You're welcome. Rosa, Anytime. I, I will probably release this podcast tomorrow. Um... I don't know. Follow us on Twitter, Dead Rat Pizza, and uh, No Bad Noel. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of shenanigans. I mostly retweet do. people. I think you do as well. You get into more yeah, fights I than re- I do. Yeah, I retweet people and get into fights. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, make sure you wear a mask, because Stone Cold said so. Exactly. And, uh,. I'll be wearing a mask at my 4th of July barbecue. Oh, man. I'm probably just going to play video games on the 4th of July. (laughs) Well, good night, everybody. Good night.